One of my lines I remember was like, was like, you know, I would have to, my dad works for the government of Canada. So if we separated, I'd have to move to like Ontario. You wouldn't see me anymore. I'd be gone. You would never have Crofton again. I'd be in a different country. And they all cheered. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. Four guys, unlimited opinion, where debate is the foundation of higher thought. Did I get that right, Mike? My name is Bo Schwartz. Joining me today, as always, is Michael. Mike, say hello. Hello. At Crofton Steers, you all know. Hey, everybody. And today we have a a special guest. This is a momentous occasion because our last guest appeared on episode five of our wonderful series. So it's been a long time. Was it five? I think it was five. Anyways, there's a good lawyer friend, Breck, who refuses to be on the show now because he's a lawyer and probably he's embarrassed. But. We made up for all that time without having somebody on by having, like, the single most legendary podcaster known in existence, at least in my opinion, which may not count for much considering what Crofton and Michael think. Scott Johnson, everybody. Oh, Scott, that's so welcome. nice of you. I, I don't know that I uh, measure up to the shadow you've cast uh, about me, but this is very nice to be here. I've seen you guys in action before, and I laughed. And I've told you a few times, Bo, uh, playing Overwatch, that some of my favorite times in Overwatch were when that Crofton guy showed up, and we had right. lots of fun there. So I, I suspect this will be a blast. I'm very excited to be here. Scott's a Croftaholic. I, I can't say I blame him. <laughs> no, Croftaholic uh, is not a thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't uh, have Croftaholic. We have to, you can't feed his ego, Scott. If there's one thing you, you just don't, you can swear, you can pull your pants off. Do not feed the ego of Crofton. It's bad. Scott, I, I have a question for you. Speaking of egos, yeah. Uh, so you're you're what I would call a celebrity. I have a certain stature. Would you disagree? I would. Uh, well, depends on your definition of certain stature. Let's just say uh, a little bit of internet fame is all I ever. I don't want any more than that. So okay. yes, or sure, there's some of that, but that's all I want. So here, this is how I define it. You have a Wikipedia page. When somebody has a Wikipedia page, to me, they've reached a certain level of notoriety. So Scott Johnson has a Wikipedia page. But, my but question, did he write it himself? That's no. my question. I want to know, Scott, <laughs> have you ever edited your own Wikipedia page? Hey, we're not interrogating, Scott. I have guess. never done it. I'm fine answering this. Right. Uh, I have never done it, never uh, even attempted to do it, nor do I actually think I know how to do it. I mean, I know how to use the Internet, but I don't know what it takes to be a person who's allowed to edit anything. Thing. I guess anyone can, and then some moderator guy approves it or something. I don't exactly know how it works. Um, there have even been times where there have been gross errors on my uh, <laughs> page, and I've read them and went, "Who? what in the crap is this? And, and the temptation rises where I'm like, well, I can just go fix that. It's just a tiny little correction, but then I withhold, I don't do it, and somebody else either comes in and does it, or I might mention online to people who are way into editing wikis, I'll say... Yeah, my Wikipedia page has got some wrong info and hope that somebody goes and tweaks it. Sometimes they do. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I think we should. Myself, Never done it myself before. Well, you see, if I had one, I would do it all the time. Probably from, li- <laughs> pr- probably from library computers in well, which I couldn't be traced. Knowing the size of your ego, I'm kind of shocked you haven't written your own already. <laughs> <laughs> you should get on there. Wouldn't somebody just take it down? 
No. Well, I guess one of the Croftaholics might... It would require I, I, somebody to visit it first. <laughs> yeah. I have some experience with this. Back in like 2006, um, an entry for me showed up for the first time. And again, I didn't create it, so I don't know where it came from, some fan or somebody. And when it went up, um, I was like, great, I got a Wikipedia thing. And the next time I went to visit it or show somebody, there was this big red text thing at the top that said... Uh, this article may not meet requirements for notability or some weird thing like that. And it was waiting for some period of time where people would kind of confirm that or whatever. And uh, a number of days went by, and then one day it was just gone, poof. And I thought, well, that was fun while it lasted. And then, like two months later, a new one pops in. Same deal, notoriety warning, goes away, comes back, goes away. Finally, right about the end of 06, it's stuck, and, and it's been built on ever since, and I have no idea what threshold I passed or what, you know, somebody got bored of trying to fight me on it, or I don't know. It just suddenly I was permanently in there, and that, that I guess, made me feel okay about life. Croft is taking <laughs> lots of notes. His goal in life is to have a Wikipedia page. He's super jelly of me. <laughs> Well, it's all like, right, that's enough grilling him about his Wikipedia page. He's very okay, proud fine. of it. He gets questions all the time about it, so we don't <laughs> want to take up too much of his time on it. Uh, <laughs> he's a celebrity, as you established early I on. I just want my own interview. Wikipedia page. But you know what? If if I can make a call to action to our listeners, if they are out there, could they please make a Bo Wikipedia page? Because I would very much, aside from having my own, like to vandalize yours. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. You talk yourselves out. All right. <laughs> Speaking of vandalizing things, let's vandalize a topic with our thoughts on it. Uh, all right, Mike, are you ready with the random topic? I generator? guess I'll accept that segue. But yeah, let's all right. let's do it. All right, don't forget to cover your mouth. Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Whew. Clear fumes, but they're 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 not good to breathe. The topic today is uh, conspiracy theories. Oh, oh so glad this is great. I feel like uh, you're an American. Uh, yeah. Scott. <laughs> I feel like I feel I like am. half of your national culture is kind of built on conspiracy theories. JFK, moon landing. It's like you're kind of. It's just it's part of, it's part of who you guys are. Yeah, we're into it here. I have a theory about this. Actually, my own conspiracy <laughs> okay. theory. Let's see how deep the rabbit hole goes. I think that what – I honestly think this is what this comes down to. When you are – and I say this without – I'm not trying to be uh, boasting or anything. But when a country is placed upon a pedestal of being, quote, unquote, the most powerful nation in the world, which is something people have given us for a while. I don't know how long that lasts or how – or when it actually happened. Was it World War II? I don't know. But whenever that happened – I guess because we were the first ones to decide nukes were a good idea to drop somewhere. Um, we, we've had that label, right? And I think when you have that label and you live with that label for a number of decades, uh, let's say 50, 60 years, something starts to happen. Uh, people start to get complacent and safe and they, their natural human instincts to run from predators and fight for survival and all of those things are kind of muted because things are going well enough, both economically and socially, that you are generally not in harm's way, uh, generally speaking. You are in a position where you're not starving all the time. And I'm speaking generally here, not every single human being, obviously. But you're in a, a better position to get proper health care and you're better position to have a good job and that sort of thing. And I think what starts to happen to people is they start to ha they have a need 
to have an outlet for their natural human instincts to fight and survive. And when there isn't any uh, obstacle or direct opposition happening, we make some of that stuff up in our own heads. Um, and I'm basing some of this on a conversation I had with an actual psychologist who has some theories about this. Uh, it's actually my sister, so I should probably full disclosure. Anyway, uh, the idea is that once you get to that point, you start to have to make up your problems or enhance them or make them seem worse. Uh, and you come up with all kinds of goofy ideas. And then once you latch on to one of the goofy ideas, like you think that somebody on the grassy knoll shot JFK, to use your example, then it's not too many more steps to the next weird connection than the next weird connection. And before you know it, 9-11 was an inside job. Uh, there's chemtrails in the sky spying on us now. There's nanobots in my Yoplait yogurt. And, uh, there is. Yeah. There's, and, I didn't know that. Oh, man. And all mirrors and windows are actually have cameras in them, and we're all being watched all the time. Like, you can go as far as you want or as deep as you want, but I think it all stems from that. And if you have a, a prolonged, protracted period of time where people think that way, they start to make up their own... They start to make up problems that actually don't exist. It's, and, I always wonder, I mean, and, and, and using the, going back to the, because so many of these are American. I didn't, it didn't really clue in to it um, till just being cued that you're an American. I was like, wow, a lot of them are sort of focused around that. And I always hear tell that the thing that sort of set it off in people's minds is they say, but like, but Nixon, because this is conspiracy theory, but it was true. And then people kind of use that as like, well, the other ones, we just haven't had full proof yet. It's it's in the shadows, but it'll come out. But then they always use Watergate as this example that like, well, no, look, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they p- apply the word gate to everything, which I freaking hate. <laughs> yeah. Other conversation. But but yeah, no, they looked at that and said, ah, see, we told you, we told you. So what they've got is one criminal uh, conspiracy that turned out to be correct, even though here's the thing, though. People didn't have a criminal conspiracy about him. There was no conspiracy. There wasn't the internet sitting around, I'll bet you something's up with that Nixon fella. That wasn't happening. What happened is they got exposed for a thing they did. That's not the same as everybody thinking that something's true and then finding out later that it is. So they use that as an example, but it's a terrible example. It was never a conspiracy theory to begin with. It's just he was a dick. So literally... (laughs) But do conspiracy like when when people have conspiracy theories and you mentioned the 9-11 one and I I wonder if it's it's you have either an enemy or a perceived enemy or someone you hold a grudge with and you are looking to make an association to blame to your enemy for something that happens and you're going to make as many linkages be they natural or unnatural as possible. So you might have someone that that hates the Bush administration, uh, very much anti-Bush, and then it's like, oh, there was this tragic thing that happened on his watch, so let's see if we can draw a line to to him somehow because that will validate our our inner, inner dislike of this figure already. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder if people use – the like if, if conspiracy theories are like, I don't know, a vehicle that they use to sort of validate their feuds. Probably. I mean – well, absolutely, but uh, but it's also uh, that makes the assumption that they know they're doing it, like they that the that they know that they're using it um, artificially. Well, and I, right, and I, and I'm not so sure about that. Like when when somebody tells me that they believe they're being spied on by the NSA right this second, uh, I believe that they believe it, right? 
Like there's a there's there's no question in my mind that they sincerely believe they've gotten to a place where they believe this is happening, and there's not much I can say to change their minds. It's not really that different than other human constructs, like I don't know. Uh, different religions arguing with each other or agnostics and atheists arguing with religious folk or the other way around. Um, everybody thinks they've got the info and that nobody else has it or they've fooled themselves into thinking they, they really actually do have it. But really, really, if you put them in a corner and they've got no way out, they would have to admit, well, yeah, I kind of been lying about that or whatever. Like, it's just kind of human behavior, stuff you saw when you were in grade school. Or what do you guys call it? Uh, what do you guys call it up there? Grade Elementary school? school. Elementary school. Well, we call it that here, too, I guess. I'm trying to make all the these differences. differences. You, have holes, you have money. You have holes in your money. That's I've heard it. your holes in the money thing. That, we fixed that years ago. Yeah. You got holes in your money. You got uh, <laughs> you had Spock on your dollar bill things up there for a while, right? A little That's spot. $5 bill, yeah. Leonard Wilfred Laurier. And then you got uh, what else? You guys do? You have uh, poutine, some kind of potato, French fry, gravy thing. It's my favorite salad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> rich in nutrients. But anyway, but anyway, the point is, like, when little kids do that, we just go, "Ha, ah, little kids, they'll learn." But we're just adults doing the same crap. So maybe it's because I'm a father and I raised three kids, and the youngest is now sixteen, and you learn some things during that time, and you start to realize that the difference between a child closing his eyes real tight and and him thinking that nobody can see him when he does that is not all that different than an adult in politics or some other high office doing something very similar that essentially equates to them squeezing their eyes tight really close so that that they think nobody is seeing them like like I don't really see that big of a difference between the behaviors and some would say, well, Scott, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. Hmm. Eh, maybe. I mean, well, the whole world, you can say anything about anything. Like, prove to me Japan exists and you can't. Well. <laughs> I mean, you could say, you could say, I've been there. I got pictures. Here's the stuff. They're there on the map. But I could still say to you, no, none of that could all could be fabricated. Your trip there could have been a back lot in Hollywood. Uh, your whole family is in a conspiracy to make you think Japan exists, but it doesn't actually exist. The country does not exist. Like, you could... I could have there's zero you could say to me right now about Japan that that I couldn't have an answer for about how it doesn't exist. Well, of course it freaking exists. But how do, I could, you, how do you know that, Scott? Have you see, been there? Exactly. exactly. There's <laughs> well, nothing I can do. So so if somebody comes and says, I believe um, God lives on Neptune and he's sitting on a big, great big throne and has a stick with a ball on it. And uh, he has really good cable up there. And I'd say, all right. Well, I don't think that's true. It do, it won't matter. Like if they're if they're like all dug in on their side and I'm all dug in on my side or whatever the argument is, I'm just using that as an example. It, nothing about that's going to change. So arguing with a conspiracy theorist is like arguing with I don't know, like a well, an angry dog, like a toddler. To bring it back to like the kid thing, it's just like someone who's who's not they're they're they get. In, entrenched in their in in their beliefs, it's true. Yeah, and they, and then some people will will have a hard time with some people's conspiracy, but be just fine with the ones they hold. Um, the same thing's true for like I get called a pinko liberal and a and a right wing conservative on the same on like two emails right next to each other from the same episode of a show they heard, and so I'll read these things and they heard the exact conversation and came to two very different conclusions. One that I'm some kind of you know liberal left winger and the other that I'm some ultra conservative. Well, how is that possible? 
And I've learned that that's possible because whoever sees it is only hearing and seeing what they want to hear according to their own worldview. And so there they go. Like I, and there's nothing I can do about it. So what do I do? I just try to raise nice kids. I play a lot of video games. I record a bunch of podcasts. And I like popcorn. I have a little bag of it here. That's good. <laughs> okay. All right. You, all right. No, wait. I'm going. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Mo. Sorry. I, I I liked everything Scott had to say, but I've got. I'm going. I'm running at it from the other direction, all which right. is just I know that there are things that I don't know happening in the world. I mean, it's clear uh, that that there are things transpiring that are outside of my vision, whether it's directly or through even hearsay. Um, so, so knowing that there are things happening outside of where I can see it, that doesn't mean all of it's good. That means some of it might be against me. And here's a, here's a more common example. Forget the high conspiracy theory, just based on like, let's say, you know, if, if anyone's ever tried to, I don't know, they have to let go of an employee because of a, of a difficult situation. So certain people will be involved in those efforts. They'll be consulting lawyers, for example. They won't clue that person in that actions are being taken, but a number of people will know, which qualifies as a conspiracy. So that person could have a theory that there is a conspiracy to out them from some position, let's say, at a job. And this is this is a small bean, sort of. And they so could be right. Yeah. That, so, so the idea that there's a theory that people are out to get you can in fact happen. So the conspiracy, capital C, capital T, Mel Gibson conspiracy theory. C theory, yeah. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that movie, but I haven't seen it in a while. But <laughs> Unoriginal title, but I'll allow it. Uh, okay. Um, anyways, uh, the it is possible that there are things going on that are against the public good, whatever you might define that to be, that is being kept outside of our vision. Oh, I totally agree, yeah. but... But okay, so, all right. Let me let me. I'm running give you at a, it from a, the other a, direction. Give you an answer yeah. to that because I totally agree with you. Obviously, there are. Just yesterday, my wife got a call on the phone randomly from somebody claiming to be an enforcement agent with the IRS, our Internal Revenue Service, our tax services here in the hey, state. Hey, we got the same thing going in Canada. That thing. Go ahead. Yeah. And same so thing. called and said, uh, "I'm Officer So and So. I'm calling on behalf of the IRS. We show that between the years of 2005 and 2010." Uh, you uh, uh, were involved in some tax evasion, something, something, something. Uh, we show that you owe $11,000 for that time period. And my wife went, wait a minute. We filed jointly, and it's my husband's company. So what? And, and he says, well, it's just I've just got your name. And she says, well, I kind of need to know where you're – I mean, what address do you have for us? He goes, uh, looks like somewhere in Provo, which is about 40 minutes from here. It's like we never had a house in Provo ever. Never had an apartment there, nothing. Uh, can you tell me, like, your credentials? And the guy gives her a badge number and some kind of case number and was super belligerent and was, like, going to go after you and you're going to be taken to court, possibly spend 30 days in jail just for resisting this phone call, all this kind of talk, right? And I came up in the middle of it, and I could see she was, like, really flummoxed by this person. She hadn't given any personal information out, but they already somehow have her phone number and her name. So... I heard it and I said, honey, it's a total scam. Just hang up on him. This is all bull crap. And she did. So she hung up on him. Now. I was pissed about that. I almost had her too. <laughs> well done. Actually, it said that the name or it was coming from New York or something. And uh, I guess that's kind of close to where you guys are. A little more north maybe. Often, it but, sounded uh, funny in your head, but it actually is pretty mean. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so. 
So anyway, I what does that mean? It means that there are people in this world who are out to do harm to others or to take from them or to fool them or to do things that are illegal or put them in a bad position. Absolutely, those people exist. And we shouldn't be so naive to think that there's nobody doing that. Where you start to cross the lines, where you get to a place where you think everybody's doing it and everybody's in on it. And only the people who are not in on it are the victims. And that we're all being spied on constantly. We just don't know it. Or there's a room full of 12 men that control everything or okay. any other plot point from freaking Mr. Robot from season one. But, but to, to again, play devil's advocate, maybe go in both directions. Like, yes, there's an unhealthy level of obsession with conspiracies and conspiracy theorists can be crazy. Obviously conspiracy theories in general, though, like, Often we argue in society that people don't have enough critical thought. They don't take the time to examine things. They just go with the flow or, oh, you know, government tells me this, so it must be true. Or, you know, that your wife, when she picked up the phone, if if neither of you had expressed any critical thought, then, you know, she would be giving $11,000 to some guy taking advantage of her. So at one point, conspiracy theories are people thinking critically about things, coming up with theories. And it, there's, I think that's positive. I, I, there's just a fine line before that spirals out of control, just right? Folks, so. critical, critical thought requires, I think, this is just my own, this is my own recipe for how to get through this stuff. Critical thought requires evidence, evidentiary discovery and evidence that is clear. So if somebody has the spark of a conspiracy theory that, um, let's say, uh, Bo's example, that somebody's, something's going on at work where they're going to, I don't know why everyone's being so weird around me. Something's going on and, and I've got a meeting with the owner and like on Thursday, what is this about? You can kind of in your head start to put things together and then you start asking questions and you start going around and you kind of hold people to the fire and say, what's going on? Is there something I need to be aware of? And they may still lie to you and not tell you anything until the big day. Um, certainly that sort of thing happens. But critical thinking is more than just I wonder if, and then jumping to conclusions. Conclusions, But it's, but it's interesting because it is more than that and, and touching on what Crofton, because I was going to say basically the same thing. Like I feel like conspiracy theories are sort of like critical thinking gone awry. And, and you're right. Like, the, like it's all about, you know, is there evidence to back this up? You know, have you done proper research and all that? But I find a common refrain you'll hear. I get a friend who is a massive conspiracy theorist like to the point where i'm like i th- i think i'm like maybe he's got mental issues he's so into it <laughs> he doesn't listen he to our show says, does he? mike <laughs> he's he's on the call <laughs> i won't name well names he, beat, uh, he looks a little bit unkempt uh in any case uh rhymes with schmo gort <laughs> uh, the government put you up to it didn't you they didn't you they got say. to you mike <laughs> what do they have I knew what it. they'll always say is do your own research don't trust mainstream media, which they always refer to in acronym form, whatever, mainstream, MSM. They're like, you can't trust those. You've got to do your own research. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it's good to do your own research. Where are you doing this research? What I say. And they were like, and they'd be like, I've, I'll send you these links to these, inter, you know, these sites. And I, I looked at one of them and it's like laden with typos. It's clearly some person who's just writing off, you know, uh, someone who's unhinged, going nuts not spell checking anything there's nothing cited and being like research is not research right research is not going on the internet googling something right. reading it and saying oh my god i've done research and now i know this stuff it's 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 confirmation bias is what you're describing well, well absolutely there's a massive confirmation bias and people hear it and and then the, it's like people know just enough to not know how to do it properly sometimes where where, where they 
you know, and, and like Croft and I agree, they're coming from a good place. You know, it's good to be critical of your government. It's good, you know, like and like Bo said, I agree. There's stuff going on that we don't know about. It's not all kosher, right? But mm-hmm. do your research, be critical, but don't be dumb, you know? <laughs> like like that critical thinking has to go through to your research too. Like what what so what is who is this source? Like what what are their credentials and uh where are they coming from? What are their biases? And, and all that stuff. And I always just come back, you know, the term Occam's razor, where it's just like the simplest, ex- yeah, that's right. Simplest explanation is most often the correct one. And he'll be going on about 9 11 and, and all this stuff. And he'll be like, it, what's more likely? Uh, because his won't stop at just, you know, it's the Bin Ladens and Bush. It's like the Illuminati's in there. And then occasionally he'll have a, you know, he'll, he'll see what he's saying about it. He's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I really believe in the reptilians stuff. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, I certainly <laughs> hope not. Like, you have some limit of what you think is plausible. But he's, he's right on the cusp of saying it's the reptilians and they're in with the Illuminati. And, and you just wonder, like, they're getting all this information. It's like, the, I feel like this is a bit of an age of the internet thing where people are out there feeding each other this stuff. And there's, and there's, thousands of pages of information that you can do research in well i've got a i've got a, actually a direct answer to that idea that it's that it's a a factor of today and it is in this sense um I, this this world has never been short of people who have crazy ideas and try to find ways to to support their 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 particular uh, bias and to find more people who agree with them that's never been we've never been in a shortage for that what we used to not have, though, is a way for anybody to express it. And that's the difference. So people always want to look at the Internet and say, oh, it's the cause of all of this harassment and sexism and all these issues, social issues, all, all of them important. But that it's, the, it's the Internet that's doing it. It's not. It's the Internet that's giving a voice to people that used to not have a voice at all. If you go back to the 1960s, who had a voice? A dozen newspapers in the country, speaking of the United States, um, occasionally somebody who's loud with a megaphone at a, at a uh, news conference and that gets caught on footage. But at the end of the day, your average everybody at home person didn't have a way to express their normal nominal ideas or their radical ideas. They just didn't have a vehicle or a platform. And now all of us do very cheaply, very easily and very readily. So... My opinion on that is that the the way things work today is mostly a, a reflection of the fact that everybody's got a speaker and they didn't used to. But, so now we're hearing from all aspects of society, whether we want to or not, or whether they scare us or not. But the big players like the, the television networks and all that are now engaging in this stuff, too. And, and, and in the States, one of your two presidential candidates got his start in the political arena by by playing to a con, uh, uh, um, a theory that your president, your sitting president, was not born in <laughs> in your country, right? Like yep. he he, oh. he was essentially, and this was this was being spun on like Fox News and other channels of which we talked we've talked about on the show before. But but uh, but the the there are media channels devoted to different ways of thought, playing to different people's confirmation biases for sure but they are they are now adding fuel like i look at guys like like glenn beck and, and and others who are 
who are just like connecting crazy dots to mm-hmm. put together storylines and they have a they have a pulpit they have you know yes the internet gives everybody that arm but it's happening on a, on a larger scale i guess to the fact that to the tune that a lot of not just the birther stuff with with trump there's a bunch of stuff where he'll say like oh a lot of people are saying or uh, mm-hmm. i heard the other day and it's a clear conspiracy theory that he's basing himself <laughs> on you know no you're totally right and i and i don't disagree with that there the problem is so okay so if you go back in history and you look at pundits and you look at arguments and you look at um debates and all throughout history i just watched a great documentary the other day on uh not stephen frost what's his freaking name frick i can't remember the guy's names robert ah. frost no not robert frost stephen <laughs> fry no <laughs> Iceman. i do this to my morning show but, uh, i can't think of it but anyway the guy that interviewed guys, nixon no these guys but they were during the nixon administration okay. and these guys would get together and, oh, their names keep slipping out of my memory. Ah, I'm getting old. Anyway, these two guys would get together and they would argue uh, on TV. And it was a big deal. And it was kind of like a Twitter fight, except it's just two guys and it's being filmed. Because, again, that's, the, you know, that's our medium that, those years. And they would say the most ridiculous things. Like the most preposterous, ridiculous allegations, uh, conspiracy and otherwise... Uh, they would uh, one minute behave like children, other minutes behave like intelligent adults with an agenda, and then everything in between. And those people existed. They were the Glenn Becks of the day. They were the the whoever else, you know, the the I can't think of anybody else right now. Uh, the Sean Hannitys of the day, the the ones that stir up the most dirt uh, in the media. The difference today, again, as I'm going to fall back on this, at least I believe this. That they are, they still have their platform. They still have a mass media style platform that is a one to many sort of broadcast. The difference now is their supporters can rally in a way that they never could before. They can't just sit in their chair at home with their beer, go, Yeah, I agree with that guy. Now they can go, I agree with that guy, and I'm going to tweet about it. I'm going to post about it. I'm going to Facebook about it. I'm going to talk about it on my podcast. I'm going to do a YouTube video about it. And I'm going to tell all my friends and neighbors on Facebook to repost this thing. And I'm going to freak my parents out with it because they love all kinds of chain emails. And they're going to forward those on. Like, that's the difference today. There's always been nutbags. If you go back, you can find candidates for presidency who were, in some cases, I would argue, slightly nuttier than, than Trump on a lot of these issues. The difference is... Trump has a crap ton of money, and he is also playing very well to this contingent we're talking about who all have a voice now. Not just a voting voice, but a, a voice of agreement on all the platforms that they need to get their word out. So, so I'm not – I guess I'm optimistic about this and conspiracy theories in general and history as a rule has been a bit of a rising road. We – we uh, live better than we ever have. We eat better than we ever have. We have better health care. We have more, less people dying. We have less wars than we've ever had. We have uh, less atrocities than we've ever had. They still exist. They still happen. Absolutely. And all should do what they can to stop them. But they are, by orders of, orders of magnitude, way lower. And we live in a global society. It's very hard to not catch somebody doing something real bad. And so because of that, it's part, part of that is because of the internet. It's all brought to the surface. We're all seeing it all the time. But the one negative, weird, paradoxical effect is I can watch the news and think the world's falling apart. Well, it's not. Well, the, and there's, there's a lot in culture that sort of reinforces that even when it doesn't intend to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I'm, I, so the thing that I, I keep thinking of that I want to make sure to get in here before we wrap into verdicts is 
for me, um, I was always one to be like, oh, you know, conspiracy theories, they're, they're, you know, they're dumb. I saw the Mel Gibson movie. It's a silly thing. It's a part of culture. People like to indulge in these fantasies, but really, as you guys stated, it's evidence and then it's fact. But the Snowden thing, the Snowden thing made me feel like every person who ever said they're watching you, unfounded or no, got a little uptick in confirmation biases like, yeah, we need to keep vigilance. Even if I'm wrong, my activity, my agitation is enough to uh, let other people know not to be complacent, to, to um, you know, motivate or inspire, if not have all, all the facts, or at least we're, lo- we're looking under rocks, even if it's all the wrong rocks. Is there any value? They don't think there's value to a conspiracy that holds no water because it's brought together poorly but is there any there's still value in looking for conspiracy there is there is in the sense that if if you think that there is something ethically or legally happening that should not be happening which is what snowden did uh and it's on a scale as large as he exposed then we're getting exactly what was going to happen if it wasn't going to be him it was going to be somebody else in other words it's not like we're talking about hundreds of years of people saying I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And then finally, Snowden's came out and said, all right, you're all right. It's true. Uh, we're doing it. This is a relatively recent development, what he exposed. Uh, is it conspiratorial in some ways? Sure. Um, in that it's, you know, we're not necessarily being told the truth of the, about the kind of surveillance that's going on. But is it Hollywood style where every corner I turn around, there's some dude in a coat staring at me? No, it's not. So but some of some I, of it though, saying, and it makes perfect sense. But you're right about that uptick that gave everybody some fuel. Well, and not and not only that, not only that there's some like stuff like Snowden and all that that we're like okay, and we all knew that there was stuff going on we didn't know about or whatever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you'll see these things put together. So the 9/11 conspiracy stuff in general, some of it's fairly compelling when you see it put together. Now, our we have. Um, there's a show in Canada called The Fifth Estate, which is like a, you know, digging journalist, sort of like 60 Minutes. It's really boring. <laughs> and they, you know, years ago showed this uh, this documentary about 9-11. And at the time, I wasn't that, you know, informed about it. And you watch the thing and you're like, there's some questions there, you know. So it, it's it's like, once again, I'd be like Occam's Razor. Like, what's more what's more likely that they that they really, the Bush administration planned to do this? Is that, that doesn't seem likely to me. But you watch the thing, and some of the, some of the videos they put together, and they'll show clips and they'll quote things that are like on the news. Some of them are totally hack jobs where it's out of context stuff and it's not coherent. But sometimes, like some well-made documentaries are, uh, you watch and be like, yeah, okay, it's making me think about the nine eleven thing. You know, maybe there's something to this. I'm not initially going to go in and you know start being like there's chem- chemtrails are controlling me or whatever. But there there are it does raise questions when you watch some of this stuff. So some of it is. Uh, is compelling and um, well, yeah there's like, so- a scale, like what you're describing is there's a scale to these things and so okay. I mean I never forgot a lesson I learned very early in podcasting about eight years ago six seven years ago whatever it was uh, I had a show end and I won't say what and who was involved but because it was ending it caused a big uproar in the community that that liked the show and there was a lot of talk about what people thought was going on and they were all dead wrong. But because I was trying to preserve the feelings of somebody and not have them, you know, dug through the mud, even in our small little celebrity circle, I didn't talk about it publicly and didn't want to. Just said, we're ending it. And that was as good as that. And I did that 
to save that person's feelings. But for years, not months, not days, weeks, or months, but years, there were people coming up with new theories as to what happened. And they were all reasonable theories based on the limited information that they had, but they were nothing like the truth. And I never forgot that. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I have any inside view of what it was like on 9-11 or who did what or any of, the, any of that high-level stuff. I have, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be that guy, but I just know things are more nuanced and complicated than people like, and people like a simple story. And when they're not given all the details, they fill in the gaps. And that's what people did with my show on that small level. And I guarantee you that's what people did with JFK. It's things people do with 9-11. It's things people do with moon landing. Um, and, and there's a range of like kind of reasonable like, yeah, I saw JFK. That was a good movie. Plus, it made me ask some questions. There's that. And then there's, uh, you know, President Obama's a lizard man. So there's <laughs> right. this range, right? And it just sort of depends on where you are on that scale, I guess. And that's interesting because you're on the other side. You're on the other side of that. Like you are – you know the truth because that's what a lot of people are, are – they're searching for for the truth. And and like you're a crazy left-wing Republican Tea Party pinko as everybody, as everybody knows – uh, but like you had the inside scoop on, on on this on this story, so you're able to witness it from that side. And then what you're seeing is possibly mentally unhealthy people. And this is this is what kind of this is where I get a little bit when when sort of formulating my verdict on this topic in my mind. I, I really value critical thought, and I I don't want people to be complacent. And I, I you know where I get concerned is when I feel like people's mental health is at risk and when you see them filling in these 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 holes that don't need to be filled in that or, or filled in incorrectly with with information they've come up in their minds or heard it's like that telephone game you play in elementary slash primary slash whatever school you're in where you t- you tell a secret to somebody in a circle it goes all the way around and then it comes out all distorted on the other end it feels like conspiracy theories to a certain extent are like that and 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 they become unhealthy for a certain subset of the population uh as much as i love to make fun of mel gibson and julia roberts in that movie his character was unhinged of course in a hollywood movie they make it so that he was right all along but the reality is most of those people don't have happy endings yeah i i'm the only thing i would add to that is just to say uh it's easy for it's easy for that to perpetuate because again they have gaps to fill and you're not filling it for them um could the government come out and tell us exactly everything they know about what the nsa is gathering and why sure they could would it be in the best interest of everybody maybe not maybe it would is it more complicated than we think it is even for those of us who think it's incredibly complicated i think probably absolutely it is um it's just so easy to say you know, I could right now come up with a story that says Bo Schwartz is, um, I don't know, is a, is a, he's in the witness protection program and killed a guy in Reno in like, uh, 1988 and now lives in Canada under a new assumed name and a false age and a false, all this stuff. Right. I could say that. And then people would go, Ooh, cause I've just started a story for them. And the, whole- <laughs> the, the threads of a new narrative have been placed. The seeds have been planted. And then what do you do? Well, then you build on it and say, well, we don't have his whereabouts from this time to this time. Plus, he looks a lot like the strangler they were looking for and never found. Like I could go. <laughs> it's a bad example, but I could go 
you know, for as long as I want, as much as I want to try to convince people of that story, even a story I believe. Like if I suddenly saw an old wanted poster, I went, that looks like Bo Schwartz. What's yeah. going on? He's supposed to be when, my friend. Brah. When it was actually Nicaragua the whole time. Like all, that story was almost 100%. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, no, there's some stories though, like the moon landing stage, staging theory that goes around, you know, yeah. oh, they staged the moon landing. That blows my mind because it feels like the, the government is essentially trying to be transparent on something. They're like, hey, here is video footage. Here is like, you know, interviews. We've got people. We've got like – there's a lot of, a See, lot of evidence. Vaccine, you've hit right on it. They, when you're presented with evidence, there are people who don't see it as evidence. They see it as evidence. It's confirmation bias. They see it as evidence supporting their side. So when, when uh, somebody questioned Buzz Aldrin about him actually stepping on the moon, and you just had had enough of this and turn around and punch the guy. <laughs> Every conspiracist saw that as confirmation that he never went to the moon. They're Not confirmation close. that he's tired of being told he didn't do something he did. You wouldn't react like that if you were guilty. Like it, that only only guilty people punch people. Exactly. And That's he, my we, all know, we all know. We all know. People hide in plain sight. Like conspiracy theorists, like aren't fooled by you know governments being transparent. They're like. Of course they are. That's what they want you to believe. The best place to hide is right out there. Well, I mean, it's it's sure it sounds Mr. like a Robot. cartoon, but you're right. Yeah. Like, that's exactly it. All right. But, so, and and a, lot, a lot of conspiracy theories, theorists themselves, and I'm going to go back to this friend of mine who's pretty, he's pretty out there, but he'll often be like, oh, you, you got to sort through the theories because the mainstream media and the New World Order, they put out conspiracy theory to discredit the real story. So it's like there's even in their minds they have these tiered uh, conspiracy theories where they're like they're like some of them are, are are complete nonsense, but that's only there to misdirect you from the real fact that uh, the reptilians are controlling the Illuminati and the New World Order, what, what, whatever it is. So it's kind of interesting how they can weed through. And again, you know, we touched on it all. It's like their own confirmation bias and and their own worldview not being reflected there and whatever. But just to kind of like, in, in my mind, to, to, to sort of bolster that, and this kind of sounds like a conspiracy theory, <clears throat> is that I do think all of that is sort of true in the sense that like there are real basic things. Like when I had these arguments with this friend of mine who's a conspiracy theorist, I'd be like, you know, we talk about there's inequality and, and uh, you know, we have no power as individuals. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's largely true. But it's not because of the New World Order. It's because uh, people with money have a lot of influence and sway. And politics is like you have uh, one vote per four years or whatever. Like you have very little power. Like those things are true. And there are real things that you could be spending your energy on to make the world better. And I agree with you, Scott. It is a rising road, but there's still there's still room to travel. And I feel like these conspiracy theories are are, are taking people who are critical, who have energy to devote – away from real fights that would make a real difference and putting them into like all this nonsense and jibber jabber. Like they spend so much, not only money and energy, but I've seen like city buses in Ottawa with, with placards on the side about nine 11. And it's like, you have questions. So like someone's what? financing this stuff. Like it's, it's, it's big. And you're, you're just like, wait, man, wait. you could be spending your energy wait. actually trying to make the world a better place. But these things are distracting there and were, pulling this energy into other places. Mike, there were bus signs with this on it. Yeah. I've seen city buses where, and it was, it got a bit of news okay. plagues. People were like, That's why are they selling this space to these people? And they're like, Hey, anyone has a right to advertise even crazy. I people. guess. All right. Well, we gotta, we gotta move on to verdict soon. So, Unless anyone has something else they want to add in before we t uh, cast our verdicts, I do want to ask Mike and Crofton, 
Are there any Canadian conspiracy theories? Like we spent this like America is known for it. They're the holy grail of the conspiracy theory. But are there like did someone was there a conspiracy theory behind what really happened with that elbow grab in the House of Commons? I don't know if you heard about that Scott, oh, but I guarantee there's Canadian conspiracy theories. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but it's again, it's like Canadian movies. You know that they're being made, it's just nobody's paying attention. And and also like compared to American uh, uh you'd be like our scandals are boring and tend to be boring. I'm sure our conspiracy theories are too. Where yeah, it's like, the oh, big scandal you was... know, Poutine wasn't really invented in Quebec, and they'd be like, oh, oh, you're. But oh. Scott, Scott's right though. It all is related. The bigger the power, a uh, superpower you are, the more likely you're yeah. going to have a giant conspiracy theory. No, no right? one cares. It's like you're a target. You get defensive. You know, yeah. you feel like you're being aimed at all the time, and I think people get defensive about it. And so I'm. Here's my here's you want Scott old man Scott's uh, uh, what are we going to call this? We're going to call this his uh, his conspiracy theory remedy. All right. Homemade. Here you go. Uh, Raise good kids. uh, Teach them how to care about other people besides themselves and look outward instead of inward all the time. Work really hard. uh, Take care of those who you care about the most and get lots of sleep and stuff. You'll be fine. That's it. Those are your whole fix, man. Just be a good freaking person and knock it off, everyone. Quit being jackasses and trying to come up with a bunch of bullshit because we don't need it. Good, and, bad, and bullshit. There you go. All right. And, well, and but, take your lithium if your doctor prescribed it. But, but if you see somebody that looks kind of suspicious, build the wall. Well, put up a fence You don't want them corrupting your kids. They're all right. All right. All right. We're, get, we're getting into verdicts. This time, so we're going to bring in the, the jury. All right. We're going to bring in jury. It's verdict time. Harder in the cart. All right, uh, it's time to deliver verdicts, and we're gonna need a bit of extra time because there's four verdicts. Scott, would you like the honor of going first? You kind of delivered a bit of a verdict there, but we've never had a legal good, bad, and bullshit verdict. So, I think well, we're and to- you know, and you know, our three that's the, are the title of the show. You just choose one of those, and, and you know, summarize and uh, yeah, land I- where you will. <laughs> okay, right, I'll go, go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, go ahead. No, the, the floor is yours. We're not allowed to talk until you've right. given your verdict. Scott goes first. All, right. all right, so what do I do? Name a thing I think is you, you, good or bad. You, you sermonize. You know how uh, you don't just say good, bad, or bullshit, but you say all the last final thoughts you want to get out on your verdict about conspiracy theories. And, okay. And then oh, okay, okay. I can't, you're right. I did kind of do that. All right, let's yeah. try this. Um, and then wait, what do you guys get to say after I say it? No, All right. You know what? I'm going to go okay, first. Let's, I, let's I, can't, go I first. can't take this anymore. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so conspiracy theories. Uh, I had a really hard time coming up with anything positive about this topic. When we were, when we were talking about it, I tried to think about the critical thought element involved. Uh, I guarantee there are some conspiracy theories that have been proven true, led to positive results. Uh, you could have maybe maybe there's something the equivalent of the the Snowden situation that's happened uh, on more of a mic- micro level where somebody had a conspiracy and then proved it and then everybody lived happily ever after. But I think more often than not, um, it's unhealthy people latching on to things, filling voids in their lives, and, and you see these these conspiracy theorists that are absolutely obsessed. This is like their day to day, and everybody has stuff they search on 
on the net, you know, like I got my pro wrestling and overwatch sites that I go to or whatever, but, but uh, other people would have their, would have their conspiracy sites and then they have posters in their room and then it gets crazy and it gets unhealthy. It affects their relationships. It affects everything. So I think that that there's a real strong negative uh, effect of conspiracy theories on people. And I think that because of that, it's hard for me just to say, oh, you know, there's, there's no harm there. There's harm being done by people like Donald Trump, um, leveraging the 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 uh is i i hate using the term uninformed masses but like mm-hmm. people who who are willing to to believe these things and, and push them in certain directions and i think that that's a, that's a negative thing so i'm gonna have to say that conspiracy theories are bad okay. i'm gonna say this so if you are saying something in public thinking it's harmless to say something like, don't know if I can trust those black people, and then find out that somebody who follows you fairly religiously or hangs on every word you say is just looking for an excuse to attack or hurt or otherwise uh, diminish the life of a black person. You have just given them what they see as justification and reason to do more whatever that may be. It may be drastic steps. It may not, it may just be confirmation where they're like, yay, the, he agrees with me. I really do like this guy. And it's just another step toward not good. Uh, so I think there's real responsibility in a public way to not foster such things. Trump's a great example of doing that. Hell, Hillary Clinton's kind of a bad example of doing it back in when her husband was busted. She said it was all a right wing conspiracy. And at the end of the day, it was cause her husband lied. Um, so they all do it uh, to different degrees. He's doing it to a degree we've never seen before and is grossly, ridiculously awful, stupid. But nonetheless, it's kind of a grand tradition in politics to do this sort of thing. Uh, all of that being said, uh, it is harmful to society for us to focus on who's trying to take something from us instead of focusing on maybe what we can give somebody else. And it sounds that sounds trite and small and basic, but maybe it is all those things, but I think it's important. If you want to make a difference in the world, you do it where you have the most effect. You do it within your own home. You do it with your own kids. You do it with your own parents. You do it with your own friends. You do it with those you can influence, and you know what a positive outcome is. You know if you plant a tree uh, made of cat shit, it's going to be a cat shit tree. <laughs> That's all you're going to get off of it. But if you make a nice apple tree or a nice vine full of grapes, those are good, and you know they are because you digested them fine, but when you ate the shit, you were sick for a week. So you know the difference between good fruit and, fruit and bad fruit. So people pretending like there's this relative moral uh, thing happening. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about any of that stuff. I'm talking about just purely you know when you're doing something good versus you know when you're doing something bad. Just try to be honest with yourself. Think of other people. Conspiracy theories are bullshit. All right. Mike? Yeah. All right, I, actually, you should go last because I do the outro. Oh, all right. right. Yeah, sure. All Give right. me the final word. You know it's going to be the definitive one, so go ahead. <laughs> You'd like to think so. All right, so conspiracy theories. I think we've been a little harsh on conspiracy theories throughout the episode, mainly because it's a theory. If scientific theories, I mean, you could call all scientific theory bad because it was wrong because it was a theory for a while and it was incorrect. Now, Mike's giving me the look. I know there's a big difference between science I'll I'll, I'll correct that later. (laughs) Guessing at a conspiracy. But on some level, 
there is a theory can it turn into fact once the evidence presents itself. And I have a hard time running away from the idea that we can put some pieces of the picture together without all the facts and see when we put it together, does it make sense? Now, there are a lot of people who don't do that last step of work, the most important and hardest part of work, which is collecting the evidence. And we talked about that on the show. But I find it hard to say necessarily it's bad to have a theory because it feels like if we could fix having theories, we just stop having theories and we'd either have facts or we wouldn't think about it. So I'm a little... I'm a little hesitant on that front to be completely dismissive. I'm with you. All those people making up stuff and spending their energy on crap that's not worth it. I completely agree. But I, there's a little part of me that kind of likes conspiracy theories. And maybe it's because I've grown up knowing so many in culture and it's just feeling like it's an important part of the world. That being said, I don't come up with any of my own, I don't think. Uh, except maybe... No, I don't think so. But you never know. I, I don't want to go on the record saying I've never done this because when I run for prime minister, it might get held against me. So, Didn't you say there's a conspiracy keeping you in Diamond League? There is. <laughs> Blizzard matchmaking. I asked one of the I asked Travis too, and he said, "Nope, it's all fair." So I didn't get I didn't get my theory confirmed. All right, but I'm just going to say that conspiracy theories are bullshit <laughs> because. Generally speaking, they have a really bad rap for a reason, and I think it's well-earned, but I think the theory part, I think it's still good to develop theory. What you're arguing for is finding evidence to support truth, and that I will not argue with. Absolutely, we should be always doing that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, right. the only reason I was giving you that look, Bo, is I think a scientific theory is actually considered like a sort of proven I think thing. People, scientific theory. I think you're, proven, in scientific, it's like a hypothesis <laughs> is something that's like yet yeah, to be okay. bolstered, but sure. like... No one's arguing about relativity theory, really. Anyways, uh, so on this, I found this a hard one, actually, on where it's going to land. I mean, I skewed negative. I think it's pretty obvious. I was like, uh, tossing up the two in the end. And, and uh, you know, the, the critical thinking thing is, is, is really important to me because, you know, you hear, the, you hear conspiracy, conspiracy theorists say things like, oh, the sheeple, you know, the people who don't think, they just go along. And that's, that is a problem. Like if you have a whole bunch of people who don't question authority, who don't think, who don't, who don't dig for answers, that's a bad thing. And, and there is an element of that in society. And uh, so, I, so I'm like, where's the value? Because I think that, that – so those people, the conspiracy theorists, do have they're, – they're very critical. I think they've been you – know, they lead themselves or they've been led down a path which is kind of off track, off the rails. But they started in the right place, which is that, like, we have to question authority. We have to be on our guard with our critical thinking. It's gone awry. And then the question for me is just, like, does it do more harm than good? And, I, and you know, I, I see where Crofton landed, and I'm, I'm really on the teeter-totter with this one. But I, I, think, I think it's better to have people questioning authority, coming up with things that might be way out there and wrong. That's better than... Nobody ever questioning everything, and the current power structures are just rolling along. We need a little bit of it because there are those of us who are lots of people that are critical, and they keep it in the you know uh, within like what's what actually makes sense, which actually with that what is actually reasonable. So I'm not I can't say full bad, and I definitely can't say good because there's some bad stuff in there. So it's a big stinking pile of bullshit. I agree with Bowen Scott on this one. All right. Wow, that's a lot of negative thought on these verdicts. Um, so I, I think this is the first time I've ever said bad, and you and you and Mike have said bullshit, and Scott as well is here. So that I, I'm rarely the negative one. 
Yeah, usually I say everything's good. That's sort of the, the it's true. Joke That's your thing. You're a positive I, guy. I actually wanted to find a way to call it good, but I just couldn't. You guys are very convincing. I, I feel like you you've helped me uh, come to terms with my opinion on it, and I hope some people at home have been influenced who might be deciding to come up with a conspiracy theory and heard Scott's impassioned plea to do actual worthwhile things with your life. So uh, well, this is a learning experience on the show. I have to, to say one last thing, just to remind people, this is a, my kids are sick of this example, but try to prove Japan exists. When you think about what you have to do to actually prove it, you'll understand why conspiracy theories are so unhealthy for you because yeah. there's I could I could totally put my stake in the ground and force you three to try to do things that would convince me it exists, even though I know it exists. But I could say I don't, and I could. you would never be able to prove it to me. Not on this Skype call, not in person, not even if you flew me there. I could come up with reasons to do it. And that's why I don't like conspiracy theories, because you can come up with anything to justify anything. Perfect. All right, yeah. and on that note, if you want to come up with anything at all and write in to tell us about it, tell us your verdict on conspiracy theories, or you know what? Tell us your conspiracy theories Send it into goodbadbull at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and hear what you thought about uh, Scott's guest appearance on the show. Uh, if you want to find out more about the show, you can find it all at goodbadbull.com. Links to Twitter and links to subscribe on iTunes and all that business on there. Finally, we'd like to thank our patrons uh, who support us on the show. Thank you so much for helping us pay to, to host the show and provide it to all of the people who listen. If you want to find out more about how to support the show, goodbadbull.com slash, or wait a second, patreon.com slash goodbadbull. All right. Thanks, Bose, Mom. Yeah, thanks, Mom, for, for the majority of the support. But, you know, the rest of your Patreons are good, too. But it'll be momentous day when someone outdoes uh, my mom is the, the biggest supporter. All right. <laughs> um, Scott. Thank you yeah. so much for being on the show. It was an absolute pleasure. I, I, I feel like just super... I'm on cloud nine. I'm glad you came to chat with us, and I think it went really well. So, Well, I'm entirely... Uh, it was my pleasure to be here. It was totally fun. I really like the format, and um, you may have gotten yourself a new regular listener. Oh, no. Oh, Our shows are never yeah. usually this good. We're all trying really hard. Cause you, See, because I, I have a conspiracy theory <laughs> that Scott has been keeping listeners from our show. He's been oh, okay. taking them and putting them in this big frog pants listener vat in which they can only listen to frog pants show. You have no evidence that can prove that's not true. Prove it you can't. <laughs> it's true. Like, I could be lying. You don't know. There's no way to prove it. Prove it you can't. You know my old saying, prove it you can't. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it comes from oh that thing on yeah. tms is yeah. exactly where it's i know from. i know i know the proof you can't inside i don't think mike and crofton do but some guy um, on twitter right. sent me some stupid conspiracy thing and said before he even finished the sentence with no punctuation said the sentence and then prove it you can't in all one sentence in a single tweet <laughs> that usually require a reply to say if i could prove it or not but he says prove it you can't and that to me is the essence of our very conversation tonight yeah. well he saved you time all right yep. Uh, so listen, Scott, tell our listeners, cause I know that we have people who listen cause we have a small but dedicated group and I know, I know some of them personally who actually don't know about you. So if they actually think you're kind of cool and want to listen to more of your stuff or find out, uh, where would you send them? The place would be frogpants.com has links to everything. Uh, following me on Twitter is a good place as well at Scott Johnson. I pretty much post everything I have going on there and you can find all kinds of shows like another show I do with Bo called the core show. I do it with him and John Jagger every Tuesday. We talk about Heroes of the Storm and the conspiracies therein. Sure. Um, we uh, There's always something for somebody. So if you like World of Warcraft, i got a show for that. If you like Heroes, i got a show for that. Listen, if you like morning shows, I have a show for that five days a week. 
uh, well, five times a week, four days a week. Uh, anyway, tons of content, uh, comics, art, a store with all kinds of cool stuff, an annual hangout event. It can all be found at frogpants.com. <laughs> yeah. And I just wanted to say, too, I want to plug hypothetical help a little bit because I feel like that show is our spiritual cousin. It's oh, not wow. the same format, but mm-hmm. it's definitely the same level yeah, of, yeah, we're... I recorded that today, by yeah, the way. We're, we're not... Uh, I'm getting feedback on my mic. Are Anyways, you smelling toast or what? I What's am going smelling on there, toast. Right? I'm going crazy. I just want to say that that show is like, you know, we're not really experts here. And I think there, you guys are definitely not experts, but entertaining to listen to. I think he's on cloud 10 yeah. at this point. All right. Scott. Uh, Crofton. <laughs> <laughs> Crofton, uh, tell our listeners if they want to find out more about you. Well, they can, they can find out more about me. Follow all my endeavors, all the things I've got. Um, I got a Facebook account and I got, <laughs> I got a, I got a Twitter, a Twitter handle at, at Crofton Steers. They can follow, they can follow me there and they can see my tweets. I write them myself. And if there's a little CS at the end, that's how you know it was me who, who wrote it. All right. And soon to come, his very own Wikipedia page, also written by him. <laughs> CS at the end of it. Mike, I'm going to get the best picture for that. If our listeners want to f- find out more about what you're up to, where can they do that? Well, it's funny because I only, you know, as you guys know, I tweet about once every two or three months. But... You know, I've been sending more tweets in that, and I just realized it was—it's being diverted by the reptilians. You know, I just—I just pieced it together during this show. There's someone who's trying to keep my tweets down, but it's at ML Hodgins. You know, for the truth, follow me there. All right. <laughs> well, uh, you heard it here first. Everyone has their own conspiracy theory, even though they just said they were bad. This was all just a ploy to get you to stop thinking about conspiracy theories. This whole thing brought to you by the <laughs> Canadian government to get you to stop looking under its dress. Uh, to have prominent people on the internet say, conspiracy theories are super dumb. And you go, agree, and then eat the, uh, what was it, pablum? Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can follow him at both. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. It's almost like you handpick conspiracy theories because I love like talking about that. Like the the psychology of it is very interesting to me. So the fact that that was the topic kind of, I don't know. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.